today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Your life is not in the hands of men if you're a believer, if you're a Christian. Your life is not at the whims of the choices of people around you or about you. In Psalm 139:10 again, it says, He holds us. Even there, your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. Remember the old song? I don't know about tomorrow but I know who holds my hand. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet Each and every one of us develops certain fears or anxieties throughout the course of our lives. Whether it's the fear of the unknown, the dangers of a risky job, or fear of evil itself, we all experience this emotion at times. So where do we find comfort in these times or of fear or worry in our lives? In today's message, Pastor Ed reminds us of the caring nature of God. In our study, we learn that no matter how uncertain life might feel at times, God is on our side and guides us by His hand. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. is with you. So recognize him. God is with you. Don't ignore him. In verse 7 and 8, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. God is with us. His name is Emmanuel. Now, we're not always conscious of that. Sometimes we push that consciousness aside because we want to do our own thing. Sometimes we're just caught up in the busyness of life and we forget to sit in his presence. We have to be careful that through life we don't ignore the presence of God. If you want to fulfill your destiny, if you want to be and do all that God wants you to be and do, recognize his presence in the darkest night in the cloudiest of days recognize him see God wants to guide us that's what the psalmist tells us in verse 10 even there your hand will guide me your right hand will hold me fast now David is writing this psalm and his life is filled with the guidance of God. Now, there are times that he walks outside of God's providence. He pushes God aside. He ignores God. But there are many more times where he listens. And one of those times is in the city Kalila. Kalila was a city, it's, the story is told in 1 Samuel chapter 23. They're under siege by the Philistines. The Philistines are attacking them. And and David goes to God in prayer. And David says, God, shall I go and help them? And God says, yes, David. Then he goes back to tell his men, guess what? We're going to Kalila to help. Help them. Uh, Defend them against the Philistines. And the men said, wait a minute. We'll be sitting ducks for Saul. You you can't do that. So David goes back to God and God says, go ahead. David, listen. 
So a second time, God says, go. So David goes. He delivers the city. They're rejoicing. And Saul hears, David is there in Kalilah. And Saul says, ah, God's delivered David into my hand. Not so, Saul. Not so. David goes to God again and says, God, will the people of Kalilah deliver me into Saul's hands? And God says, yes, David, they will. Even when we do the right thing doesn't mean it always will work out the way we intend it to work out. Have you ever followed the leading of God and did what God asked you to do and suddenly you find it doesn't work out all the way you thought it would? You find a difficulty, a situation that's just well, put you in a very difficult place. That's what's happening in David's life. And so David hears God and God delivers him and instructs him. And David's not going to get angry at the people of Kalilah, not bitter or anything. But watch what David, God does for David. God is going to deliver David out of Saul's hand. See, God will guide you and God will hold you. He will hold you in his hands. Your life is not in the hands of men if you're a believer, if you're a Christian. Your life is not at the whims of the choices of people around you or about you. In Psalm 139.10 again, it says, he holds us. Even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. Remember the old song? I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds my hand. I don't know about what tomorrow holds, but I know that I'm in God's hands. And if you're in God's hands, you're safe. In 1 Samuel again, chapter 23, it says, verse 14, David stayed in the desert strongholds in the hills of the desert as if day after day Saul searched for him, but God did not give David into his hands. Sometimes we're in the storm, but as long as you're in God's hands, you're safe. And sometimes the storms are a part of God's plan for your journey. You may not be able to explain them. You may not be able to figure it all out. But you're right where God wants you to be. See, what happens in David's life is he's going to see God's presence. You know you see God's presence in the storm? You learn a lot in the desert. Uh, David sees God all over the place. I mean, he's running into the caves. He's hiding out in the rocks. Uh, Not a pleasant place to be. But David sees God. In fact, one of his frequent references to God in him is God is my rock. God is a refuge. It's amazing when you walk with God and your eyes are open and you don't ignore him. You could see him in the difficult places and he can Create faith in your heart as you listen. And that's what's happening in David's life. There is a faith that's growing in his heart. God will guide you and God will hold you. Near, so very near to God. Nearer I cannot be. For in the person of his son, I am as near as he. There's nowhere 
that you can go to the heavens, to hell, to the depths, to the heights. God's there. Don't ignore him. Say, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. Open my eyes that I might see. God, search my heart. You understand me. You know me. You have a plan. God, help me to follow your leading. Hem me in, Lord. I'm going to follow your direction in my life. God, your presence, may I be cognizant and conscious of it. May I live in it. God, because I know you have a plan for my life. And if God has a plan for your life, trust him. Trust him. Trust him. It states... As you read on in this psalm, in the next section, uh, skipping to verse 16, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. God has a plan for you, so trust him. He was involved in the formation of your body, the formation of your character. When the DNA came together, he was there. When the color of your eyes was determined, when the strengths and weaknesses of, and the propensities of your nature were being formed, he was all there. And, and God had a plan for all the days, every day. Well, nothing catches God by surprise. It catches us by surprise, but never God. He knows everything about everything. And David is saying, God, before I was born, you had a plan for my life. That includes the times and the times that we really enjoy when God shows up big time. You know what I mean? When God shows up big time. David, there's a Goliath out there. And the Spirit of God comes into David's heart and he challenges that Goliath and that giant falls to the ground and all Israel rejoices. That was a God thing. Aren't you glad for the God things in your life where, I mean, just big things happen. You know you can't do it, but God's done it. But life has a lot more of the cloudy days and the dark nights. God's still with David during 15 years of running from Saul. 15 long years. Most wanted man in Israel, David, fleeing, running, being pursued. David, God's forming and shaping and molding this man into a man after his own heart. The difficult days that make up the journey are also God's days for us. In Psalm 139, David says, how wonderful are your thoughts, how beautiful they are. Well, that doesn't look too beautiful. Paint that on a canvas, make a picture of that, make a movie scene of it. That's a horror scene. Oh, not from God's perspective. Because he's looking beyond time into eternity. David hurt so very deeply. His heart rent out when his own son Absalom 
betrays him. His other son, Adjaniah, betrays him in 1 Kings chapter 1. When Ahithophel, his beloved counselor and friend, turns on him and, and sides with Absalom. The story is told in Psalm 55. David said, oh, we had sweet counsel together. We walked together in the house of God. And, and, and David's heart is being ripped apart. But in God's sight, he's going to bring beauty out of those ashes. See, that's part of the destiny. That's part of the journey. It's not only the giants on the field falling. It's not only the big miracles that happen. It's the times where your heart is broken and you feel like everything is going wrong. David recognizes that. Uh, One writer said, putting our trust in God and depending on his intrinsic goodness frees us from the need to find explanations for everything. Some things you won't be able to explain until you get to the other side. Now, life is often understood in reverse, not standing in the present, looking into the future. When you stand in the present and you look into the future, it doesn't make sense. How's this going to work out? How are the pieces in the puzzle going to all fit together? It, it doesn't make sense. It's only as you go through those things and you look back. Ah, now I understand. Now I see. I mean, isn't that true with our church? We were planning to build a new facility. And as we were planning to build a new facility on the 24 acres there, and we were planning to do all of that, the economy goes south. We feel the weight on the Lord to trust him just to stop. And then Casper Kill opens up. We had been there back in 2002 and felt like, this is a God thing. And remember when that door closed, Vassar College calls us up and said, would you buy these 24 acres? And we said, all right. No red lights there. Seemed like green lights. So we did it. And then they call us back up and they said, would you buy those six acres? And we said, okay, we'll buy those six acres. That's fine. And so we buy those properties. And Casper Gill had been sold uh, for $7 million. And then later on in 2010, it, it comes on the market again and the town is trying to work things out. And we're just sitting on the sidelines praying. Politicians want to get us involved, and we just say, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to get involved with that. But we just pray, and we pray, and we pray. And then we go in when it all falls apart, and God opens the door. And we offer a million less than we had in 2002. And they take the offer. And then as we're offering that money, we get a call from upstate no property signs on. We hadn't had any deeds or anything, or I mean, hadn't had any contracts to sell the property. They call us up from upstate and say, Wigman Associates, we'd like to buy that 24 acres. Are you interested in selling in a down economy? No advertising. And then they give us twice of what we paid for it. And then the library knocks on our door and they said, listen, uh, those six acres there that you have, we want to build a new library there. No signs, no courting. They just come to us. How do you explain that? 
that not only happens corporately, but it happens in our individual lives. Life is best seen in reverse, not in looking forward. A lot of things as you look forward, you can't figure it all out. David, in 2 Samuel chapter 22, his life towards the end, they they put a psalm in chapter 22 that David wrote. I don't know if he wrote it in the latter part of his life, the early part of his life, but it parallels Psalm 18. This psalm in chapter 22 of 2 Samuel, according to Eugene Peterson, contains David's theology of God. And it's placed there, I think, because it sums up his view of life as he looks back as he's nearing the end of the journey. And there's one, two verses I want to read to you. From the New King James, verses 34 and 36, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He sets me on high places. He teaches my hands to make war so my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have also given me a shield of your salvation. And I love this phrase in the New King James, your gentleness has made me great. Other versions say you stoop down, God lifts us up. Your gentleness has made me great. Uh, David, uh, you went through some fiery trials. Uh, David, uh, we could remember when you were a fugitive running in Israel. Uh, David, we remember when your sons turned against you. Uh, David, we could remember the heartache that you've gone through. Uh, But David looks at life and says, God, you've been gentle with me. Because God all the while held him in his hands. And so the storms, with their full force, never reached him. God protected him, even from himself. See, God can bring good out of everything in your life, even the evil. Yes? David stumbled and fell along the way. He ignored God for a time in his life, and he took another man's wife, Bathsheba. And he killed her husband and played the part of a hypocrite for a whole year. But God's able to redeem even the worst things that happen to us and the worst things that we do. David said, I'm going to teach transgressors the way, God. And God said, I'm going to grant that, David, because the generations to follow will know and understand my grace and my forgiveness. So David penned Psalm 51 and Psalm 32. And for generations, men and women have found their way back to God again and again and again through the songs of repentance that David wrote. See, God can bring good good even out of the mistakes of our lives God's gentleness towards us not rewarding us according to what our iniquities our sins deserve I was visiting with my father-in-law in the hospital this past week on Monday he had a massive stroke he had been struggling with Alzheimer's slowly losing his memory and rather quickly in the past number of months not remembering much as he had this massive stroke I sat by his bedside and I prayed for him 
I talked with him. And my mind went back to the story of his life. When he was 19 years old, he accepted Christ as his personal Lord and Savior on his birthday. Our relationship to Christ determines our destiny. That changed his life at 19 years of age. And I remember his story as he told me of God's leading in his life. He was a professor at Southeastern University, a teacher. And a new President Moore at Valley Forge called him and said, listen, would you come to Valley Forge Christian College? It was another name at that time. Would you come? He had already began to feel a stirring in his heart. He said, you know, I, when I look back on my life, it's amazing how God led me. I think if all of us are honest and we look back, we could see the hand of God. He said, there at Valley Forge, as I taught, they needed someone later on to fill in at Lancaster First Assembly. Ira Stanfield, the pastor and songwriter, had left that pastorate, and so he went in and filled in from September to December, and uh, they were looking for a pastor, and so um, the board came eventually to him, and they said, what about you? And so... My father-in-law, Pastor James Morris, said, well, if the board is unanimous and the congregation is nearly unanimous, I'll come. Now, for that congregation, it would be a miracle for that to happen. I mean, they're not like our congregation. But, I mean, they were divided about everything. And sure enough, the board voted unanimously and the congregation nearly unanimous and he went there and and he talked about how he was in Florida and he received a phone call from Harrisburg First Assembly and he said as soon as they called he just knew he never sought out they sought him out and for 22 years he pastored at Harrisburg First Assembly And and I was thinking about all of these things and I was thinking about how God protected him in the second world war and and how his salvation and all of those meant that he had a destiny. Your destiny is tied up in your relationship to God. If you let God search your heart, refine you, there are things that will happen to you and around you and about you that are really difficult and it tests you. And so you let God refine you and cleanse you. And there are things that you go through and you feel like, God, where are you? God's there. Just don't ignore him. Listen. And like Samuel the prophet say, speak, Lord, for your servant listens. Like the songwriter, open the eyes of my heart that I might see you, Lord. Then recognize every single one of our days was planned before One of them began right in the womb. God putting the DNA and all of those things together. He knows everything about everything. He knows everything you would go through. He knows there were no surprises with God. He knows your strengths, your weaknesses. When you would fall flat on your face and when you would shine with just his grace, he knows it all. The 
The more we learn of David's story, the more we see how God can use an imperfect person to do incredible things. God can and wants to use you too. Did you know that God has a special and exciting plan for your life? He has designed you to fit that plan exactly and will give you the strength you need for every task. All you need to do is seek Him for guidance and lean on Him for your source of power. Pastor Ed will continue teaching about the life of David on the next edition of Building in Faith. But you can find more messages right now by visiting our radio website, buildinginfaithradio.com. Be sure to visit our church homepage as well by clicking on Back to the Homepage. There, you'll be greeted by a daily scripture and some exciting events coming up for us here at Faith Assembly. We know how important finding a church home is to the Christian walk. And if you've not yet found that for your own life, why not join us? We'd be honored to meet you and share a time of worship and Bible study with you. We gather together each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Location information and directions are on our website. That address again is buildinginfaithradio.com. As our time with you comes to a close, we'd like to say thank you for joining us today. We pray your day is blessed by God and that you continue to seek Him in your personal journey of faith. Pastor Ed will have more to share from the Word of God on the next edition of Building in Faith. Your word